With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. We're talking about this beautiful monument right here that is known as the National Monument to the Forefathers. And this is standing proudly, but rather obscured in Massachusetts right now. You could go to Plymouth, to Plymouth Rock and ask someone, where do I find the Monument to the Forefathers? And they might point you up onto the hill covered by a forest of trees in a residential area, area where this monument is hidden. And it spells out the matrix of liberty, the, the recipe that brought liberty and blessing to America and then allowed America to bring it to the rest of the world through the pushing out of the gospel, through the principles of government that's led to liberty and justice for more people than anywhere else that's ever existed in the history of the earth. And we want to get back to these principles because we've strayed and we've suffered as a result of that. And so we talked about how it all begins with faith, faith in the, in the God of heaven that faith is pointing to and faith in the word of God that she's holding in her hand and that faith expresses itself through morality first, which is an internal change of the heart by the, by the power of the gospel preached by the evangelist. She's holding the Old and the New Testament in her hands. And then we see that that morality informs the laws that we make. If we want to make good laws, we got to have, we got to know what good is. We got to know what evil is if we're going to restrain it. And if we call good evil and if we call evil good, then our laws are going to be upside down and they're going to oppress people and they're going to restrict goodness and they're going to cause evil to flourish. We don't want that. And so good morality is God's morality. God's morality always leads to our blessing. And those are the kinds of laws that uh, we want in our country and that our founders gave to us. And we talked about how those, those uh, laws allowed us then to have the kind of civility that would permit us to educate our children. And then we have education, who is uh, a mother educating her child, training them up in the way that, that he or she should go so that when they're old, they'll not depart from it and they'll have a biblical worldview. And finally, it leads us to the ultimate fruit of this matrix, that, uh, this matrix of faith. And the result is right here, this is, I think, my favorite image on the entire monument and it's called liberty liberty this is a, is a strong strong warrior he's a man that is dressed in the full armor of god he's been liberated both internally from the power and penalty of sin and he's been liberated externally from the power of tyrants and bad governments and if you look at him he has a, a lion's claw hanging over his shoulder and you see the head of the beast there behind his hip and his hide is draped across his back. He's overthrown the beast, which uh, was the symbol of England, the lion, and he's dressed in the full armor of God. Look, he's got a helmet. He's got a breastplate. He's got a, a belt and a sword. He has sandals. Um, he has all the things that are necessary for him to be able to guard and protect his freedom. In fact, that armor is the armor that's found in Ephesians chapter six in the Bible. And I'm gonna read this to you and explain to you what you're looking at right here with this liberty man. Ephesians chapter six, 
Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. That's exactly what he's doing. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We're talking about spiritual warfare, y'all. And, 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 and our founders understood that and they dressed him in the armor of God. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the, the day of evil comes, and it will come, you may be able to stand your ground. Gosh, we're talking about property here. I mean, they're talking about property, about standing and defending your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, Stand firm then. There's three stands. Stand, stand, stand. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. He's got it right there. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. He's got it. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We've got the gospel right over here with morality changing the heart. And he's got the sandals of peace on his feet. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And here's faith right here. It's all contained in this monument. Take the helmet of salvation. He's got it right here. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And he's got the sword of the spirit right there in his hands. We're going to talk about more about that in a moment. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Be alert. And if you look at him, he is totally alert and vigilant. I'm going to talk a little bit more with you about this Liberty man because he is my favorite. And uh, again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm talking to you from the American Covenant book. I've got my old school version right here. And uh, notice that the sword is in his hand and Liberty Man is seated on his chair. You see, he's not looking for a fight. He's, he's not a rioter. He's not a rebel, but he's constantly vigilant. He understands that this liberty, this faith, this morality and his laws and the ability to educate his children must always be defended. He knows that the hard-won liberty that was won for him and his family was because of... of, of, of uh, centuries of sacrifice and he knows that liberty is always under assault you've heard the phrase liberty uh, freedom is not free and our freedom is always one generation away from extinction notice that on the side of him he has his boot on the chest of the tyrant if you look here he's standing here with his boot on the chest of the beast of the tyrant and he's holding tyranny down. You see, he's not passive, he's, he's active. And he is a symbolic figure of that ambassador of reconciliation spoken of in 2 Corinthians chapter five. He is bringing reconciliation as though he's calling out to all people on earth on behalf of Jesus, the true king, be reconciled to God. And, and the idea is that tyranny must be restrained because the tyrant always seeks to, to, uh, to assume the place of God, tries to usurp 
the authority of God and make himself or herself the supreme authority. No, he's saying we must hold down tyranny, the, 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 the many, the many, uh, false gods that try to exalt themselves and call everyone be reconciled to the loving creator of the universe who's purchased your salvation with his own blood. He sacrificed himself. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And when we meet at the Campfire Revival, you guys, I, I want you to really think about this. As we meet here at the Campfire Revival, we are not calling for rebellion. We are not calling for riots. We are not calling for any of that. No chaos, no confusion, no anarchy like the cultural Marxists try to create. And we have seen them. We have. We've seen them on the news. We've seen them in our culture. In our day, those who call themselves cultural Marxists, trained Marxists, and, we, and, and, and these are their words, not ours. All we have to do is look up the history of Marxism and socialism and communism, and we see what that creates. It creates a rebellion. That's not what he's looking for. In fact, the real liberty men like him, the real liberty women throughout history, they have led the way for nations to be free, free from tyrants, to be prosperous and successful, to be kind to the needy, to be forgiving of their enemies. People like St. Patrick, we talked about him. He came in peacefully and he converted an entire nation with his kindness and his love and his willingness to educate children. Alfred the Great, who instead of killing his enemies, actually was kind to them and, and, and brought the liberating message of the gospel. Charles Spurgeon, William Wilberforce, who sacrificed his life for 35 years to bring an end to slavery and liberate other people. Florence Nightingale, the list goes on and on and on. These are liberty men, real life superhero liberty women who are not looking to be tough and bad for their own glory, but to lay down their lives for the freedom of others. They're all peaceful liberators. And, and, and Marshall Foster reminds us that God often uses nobodies from nowhere with nothing to offer but a fully surrendered heart to him 
to be liberators in our day. And you and I, if we follow God's plan, we can be liberators too. We can be liberty men. I want to be this guy. Every man has a desire in his heart to be a liberty man. But we must start with the beginnings of faith. We must follow the pattern, follow the plan. You don't just, you don't just pop up out of the womb that way. You don't just go to the gym and, 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 and grow new muscles and end up being the liberty man. No, it's an internal to external process that begins with the transformation of our heart, surrendering to God, developing a morality, honoring what is good, shunning what is evil, being involved in self-government, home church, and civil government, educating our children, because it's not about us. It's about generational transformation of the earth. And this leads to freedom, internal and external. That's how you become a liberty man. That's how you become a liberty woman. And millions of us, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get real with everybody. Millions of us must rise up in our generation and courageously, lovingly lead our, our families and our nation back to the Lord. That is our calling. I want you to also notice one little thing here about the Liberty Man. On his left, he has his wife and uh, she's here. She's holding a cornucopia and an olive branch. An olive branch of peace and a cornucopia of prosperity and blessing. You see, she's holding the result of all that he's fought for. The result of this whole strategy results in peace and it results in success and prosperity for their friends and for their family. And so what I want you to think about at the end of this day 97, as we approach the hundredth day, is that one of our key strengths in the way that we've been learning, the way that we're training ourselves to think is that we are operating from a place of victory. We have a, a victorious worldview. We will win when we follow God's plan. In fact, the victory has already been won. And God is using you and me to play out that victory on the stage of the earth in time and space. Jesus won the victory. He said, in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. The victory is his. He didn't come all the way from heaven to earth to lose. He crushed the head of, of the enemy. He defeated death and the grave. And now he rules and reigns in heaven. And by his spirit, you and I are his agents of transformation. We win. And as you and I diffuse the aroma of the message of the gospel, it brings freedom. And one day, every knee will bow, every tongue will joyfully confess the goodness, the grace, graciousness, the kindness, and the truth that Jesus is Lord. I can't wait for that day, and I'm so excited to be a part of that process with you right now. God bless you. I hope you have a great night tonight. 
Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.